Hi, everybody, and hi, Dr. Vanessa Shami. We are super excited to have you here today. For those that may not know Dr. Shami, she's a professor of medicine at the University of Virginia. Um, doctor, can you tell us a little bit about what you do? Absolutely. So I'm an interventional gastroenterologist, um, and so I do a lot of um, advanced procedures such as endoscopic ultrasound, um, where I biopsy tumors. I also do a lot of uh, resections, um, such as if somebody has a precancerous lesion in their colon um, that's particularly large or advanced, um, that's my specialty. Um, so I do a little bit of, of all of that. It's such important work. It is, it is so critical. Um, personally, uh, colon cancer came into my life when my brother passed away from it. And uh, you know, you're here today to help our listeners understand a little bit more about colon cancer. And I was wondering if you could share how common colon cancer is. Absolutely, Bill. And it's really common. It's actually the second leading cause of cancer death in men and women in the U.S. Wow. Um, you know, by the end of the month, um, there'll be about 53,000 people in this country who die of the disease. And the scary thing is that we're seeing an uptick in younger individuals. Um, so 10.5% of new cases are actually occurring in individuals that, that are younger than 50 years of age. Um, so kind of, kind of a little bit worrisome. Really worrisome because I, I don't know what the recommendation is from insurance companies on first colonoscopies. What, what is that age? So now it's interesting you ask that. The, the new, new kind of recommended age by the U.S. Preventative um, Services Task Force is 45. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, the word is not, it needs to be uh, out there. Um, people, many patients still think it's 50. Um, and, and, and we all know that uh, people will cheat. We're all human. And so we'll wait even longer than that. Um, so it's really important that people now know that the screening age is 45, so we can capture these individuals whose incidence of colon cancer is actually going up. And do we have a clue as to why? That's a good question. I mean, I think we're thinking it's the Western diet, um, obesity, lack of exercise. Um, you know, just like your 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 mother used to always tell you, Lots of fruits and vegetables, mm -hmm. lots of fiber, um, and decreased animal fats. Um, but we think it's probably multifactorial. Right. Um, you know, uh, I had had this conversation a few years ago about colon cancer with another physician, and they were talking about the hereditary piece. And my question was, isn't the hereditary piece of colon cancer actually the polyps that grow? That is, doesn't the polyp, isn't that's what actually tends to run in families? So if, if you're a young person with polyps, um, in my experience, they've asked you to share it with other family members in case they too are below the age. Can you explain a little bit about that? I'm not, certainly not an expert in it, but I did find that interesting. Absolutely. So first of all, polyps are, I, I think of them as what moles are to melanoma. So polyps are precancerous growths. 
Um, and they look like almost like mushrooms. I mean, they have different kind of shapes in the colon. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, usually it's individuals greater than 50 and above who will form most of the polyps. But if you have a hereditary uh, component, you will develop these polyps at a younger age. In fact, there are some hereditary diseases where people will get colon cancer by the time they're in their 20s. Um, So it's extremely important that if you have colon cancer or a history of polyps, that you do let your family members know so that the physicians can then appropriately recommend screening for those individuals. Right. So that was my next question is... um, when we discover that siblings or other family members may have polyps at an early age, what does that do to the screening recommendations for like a colonoscopy? Does that mean we move the colonoscopy up then from 45 to 35? What's that look like? Well, it's really, so the real big thing is colon cancer. Um, If you have a family member who's had colon cancer, just say the age of 40, we usually recommend your first you know, screening of somebody who's a first degree relative 10 years before that. So just say I had colon cancer at the age of 40, then we will start thinking of screening my children, my offspring 10 years earlier than that. Right. So, so, yeah, so it'd be children of that would be looking and- at... Absolutely. And also, if you have a sibling, if I had a sibling who did not get tested and I had uh, colon cancer, you absolutely want to encourage, uh, you know, your siblings to get screened. Sure. I myself have gone down that road. and It's it's critical, as we know. While we're talking about colonoscopy, what makes that the great test? Like, it sounds so scary to so many people, but can you shed some light on it? Absolutely. So the good thing about colonoscopy is you're actually directly in there. And we as gastroenterologists are looking at the inner lining of the colon. Um, And it is the best test that we have right now uh, to detect polyps. And it's particularly good in flat polyps. Um, And not only do we detect them, the nice thing about colonoscopy is then, Bill, you can actually remove them at the same time. Um, So you don't have to have a test which detects, you know, a possibility of having polyps and then undergoing a colonoscopy to remove them. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like a one-stop shop, um, if that makes any sense. But visualization with colonoscopy is the best. I'm sure because, uh, you know, to a layman like myself, it does sound like a daunting experience. Can you share with our listeners the safety of that process and procedure? Can you shed some light on that? Absolutely. So um, the colonoscopy itself, um, you know, people are very concerned about the procedure. I've had a recent colonoscopy, um, and I've got to say the procedure itself as a patient is you do not feel because usually you're getting sedation. It's actually the preparation that I think can be a little bit challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, but keep in mind, you are trying to save your life potentially. Um, so anybody can get through the preparation. 
Um, but in terms of the colonoscopy, you know, very rarely will there be risks or adverse events from the colonoscopy. Um, we tell individuals those include, you know, we say infection, no need for antibiotics. I always tell people your chances of getting infected is, is so low, we don't even recommend them. You can get bleeding. Um, and bleeding can occur after you remove a polyp. Um, it can occur up to three weeks later, but it's extremely unlikely. And if you have a large polyp now, we have ways as gastroenterologists to clip up the site that we where we resect the polyp and actually decrease the chance of bleeding. Um, you know, there's a risk of the sedation, um, but it's extraordinarily rare. Um, and the most kind of severe adverse event is tearing a hole in the colon or a perforation. And again, out of all those things I mentioned, that is the least likely to occur. Um, and if it does occur, we now have tools where we can actually patch up the majority of the time uh, that hole internally. So people would not need surgery. Um, so there are, you know, there are adverse events, but they're very unlikely, especially if you, um, you know, you, you, you go to somebody who's trained in endoscopy. Right. Super rare, pretty rare, very rare. Right. So people can feel comfortable about it. I know I do. I always think of it as a great nap. Yeah. And I mean, I was comfortable enough to get, to get it done and I will continue to have it done. Did, um, did. It just popped into my head. Are there younger people? Are you doing more and more colonoscopies on younger people? And what would that age range be that you're finding where there's more of, not that rare 20-year-old, but where, where are you starting to see this come into play? I mean, we're, we're seeing it at 45, you know, 45 and above. And um, again, I think that's why uh, the guidelines are now starting to switch to that age group. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'm, that's the age group where we, we, we used to not see people, you know, we, we, we didn't screen them. Um, but it's interesting to me that that's, that's the age group where we're seeing just the incidence, you know, increasing. Well, I know my uh, first colonoscopy was almost 30 years ago. So yeah. it's, you know, I mean, I was very young and did have polyps at that time. And, and um, it was rare. It was very rare for me to be getting that at that age, at that time. There was something I wanted to ask you about alcohol and smoking. Like, do you have any information on how colon cancer and drinking are connected possibly? We know smoking for sure, but now we're hearing more and more about alcohol and the relationship to alcohol versus several kinds of cancer. And, and, and with colon cancer, can you share a little bit about that? Sure, absolutely. So it's moderate. So if you, if you, you don't want to have um, high amounts of alcohol consumption or moderate. Mm -hmm. um, so they say that in women, having one more than more than one drink a day and in men having more than two drinks a day will actually increase your chance of colon cancer. Um, so again, I think if we drink um, in moderation or, or, or less, you know, one drink a day in a woman is not a ton of alcohol. Um, right. So as long as you keep that in mind um, and go below that threshold, you, you should be okay. And it's a, it is definitely a risk, but 
It is. I'm also thinking of the synergistic effects of the layered effects of alcohol, smoking, diet. And do we see an increase when we say, oh, this person's a big drinker. Oh, and by the way, they eat a lot of something later yeah. that point. Do you, do you notice that? Um, I do. Uh, I do notice that, uh, you know, it's more like, okay, this patient has colon cancer. Oh, what were their risk factors? So for me, I recommend screening for everyone, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's more kind of, okay, they have colon cancer. You know, what is it in hindsight that, you know, what were their risk factors? But I, I you know, so we don't practice so much right now. Uh, prospectively at looking like, you know, you need a colonoscopy because you smoke, you drink, you know, Um, it's more, everybody should get screened. um, But who are those individuals that are particularly high risk? Right. Well, and I always think, you know, when we talk about smoking and asbestos exposure, there's those synergistic impacts. Absolutely. You know, uh, there are there are these layered effects. So if we're going to pre- prevent the suffering that comes with colon cancer, what is the best way that we can do it? We know we're going to get screened. We know about fruits and vegetables. What else do we know? Um, so we know about family history, right? That that can also increase it. We know that any type of screening is going to decrease your chances. Mm-hmm. So I think one important thing, Bill, is if you're not going to get a colonoscopy, there are other ways to also screen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't want individuals not to get uh, screened at all. I mean, there are tool-based tests um, such as uh, fecal occult blood testing that you can get annually. Um, you can also get a fecal immunochemical test or a FIT test. Um, there are also DNA tests uh, that you can get, uh, a combination of DNA changes that occur in colon cancer and polyps can be detected in the stool um, combined with blood. And then there are the visual tests. So if you're not going to get a colonoscopy, you can get a shorter scope, the flexible sigmoidoscopy. Um, you can also get a CT uh, colonography, mm-hmm. or we call it a virtual colonoscopy. So please keep in mind um, for individuals who are really scared of colonoscopy for some reason that there are other, you know, modalities. It's good to know their options. It's good to know while they're not maybe as specific or as accurate as a colonoscopy, people can still be proactive. Um, I was actually telling a a cyclist I met the other day that I was going to be speaking with. He was talking to me about colon cancer. He was like, oh, I'm speaking to the best person. And, 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 And he said, you know, I just had my colonoscopy. He was from Algeria. And he said, you know, I don't understand why people can't deal with an indignity, a human indignity for a moment to go through this. And, and I was like, it's just not the same, you know, it is like, I get through it, but it's tough. Some people cannot wrap their heads around it and there are options. So we, you know, I think this is a discussion a lot of people are having and uh, especially people my age are are concerned about, um, you know, what it's going to be like or what maybe happened or it becomes very personal and inward. Well, it is personal and inward, but what people lose sight of is life saving. And, and while people say, well, it's just a screening, you know, it's how do we prevent it before we even get to the screening screenings prevent lots of cancer. And, 
And this screening in particular is really one, and correct me if I'm wrong, is really one of the few screens that actually you can stop cancer before it starts with a colonoscopy. Am I correct in saying that? Absolutely, Bill. Because like we talked about, you're getting rid of the precancerous lesions, which are Mm -hmm. the polyps. Right. Um, And by taking them off, you're eliminating the possibility of that polyp from developing into cancer. Um, you know, it is up there with, you know, cervical cancer screening mm-hmm. um, and, or, or mammograms with, you know, breast cancer. I mean, right. these are extremely important tests. And, um, you know, I kind of wish um, more people like Katie Couric, um, you know, how she kind of advertised her or she they taped her colonoscopy. You know, we need more people to do that, uh, to encourage people to go out there, um, because, again, it saves lives and it's so much easier. I tell patients to go through a colonoscopy and take out your polyps than it is for you to get a port and chemotherapy and radiation and surgery. Um, Katie was so smart. I don't know her, but she was so smart with bringing cameras into her procedure because she made it part of an everyday conversation. And because of her, I believe colonoscopies have become a part of everybody's landscape. You know, they know about them, they're considering them, and probably more people now are getting them than ever before. So, you know, I love it when people can take science and make it everybody's. Absolutely. Um, I agree. It's so great. So um, are there, before we close out here, are there anything, is there anything you'd like to share or things that are on your mind about what patients can do next? Um, No, you know, if, if you're at, in the least bit intrigued about, you know, learning more about colonoscopy, see your primary care physician um, and, and talk to him or her or, or go to, you know, have them refer you to a gastroenterologist and talk about uh, the different options in clinic. Um, Cause I think it's extremely important. And again, it saves lives. Colonoscopy saves lives. We have the data um, and it is so worth it. And I can tell you the, um, if this makes any difference, I don't know of one gastroenterologist to date that's of screening age who hasn't gotten a colonoscopy. I mean, I'm sure there are are, are out there, but uh, mm-hmm. so that can tell you uh, how how important we actually truly good, feel it is. A good point. Oh yeah. Um, you know, I people will say that when they talk to me about prevention. You know, I always believe that, you know, even even if something were cancer, we can treat it and cure it. It prevents other cancers from around the corner from spreading or occurring. And and the one exam that I personally have you know experienced is a colonoscopy when polyps are removed. It's it's life saving. So absolutely to you for your heroic work you're doing amazing work and we're super grateful to you for joining us i do want to share uh, with the audience that you are a less cancer board member and we're so grateful for your work in helping in the work to prevent cancer so thanks so much thank you bill it's an honor to be here appreciate it